Hey y'all, this is Bree, and I'm back again with another episode. Um, I'm going to try to keep this episode as short as possible. Um, like I said, I'm slightly tired this morning. I got up super early. God just really, you know, interfered with my sleep and gave me this topic. So before I forget, you know, all the information that he has placed on my heart to share with you guys, I decided to just get on up and just record this episode before I go back to sleep. So, um, I was, um, previously sometime last week, I think, um, I was, I had plans to record an episode, a Q and a episode. Um, a lot of people have been asking me a lot of questions, um, pertaining to relationships. So I was going to do the Q&A, but like I said, this morning, God just woke me up and just placed on my heart to just do a full episode that strictly focuses on relationships. So that is what today's episode is going to be about. So I'm going to try to keep it um, short, curt, and to the point to where you all will understand where I'm coming from. So, um, let's go ahead and, and, and get started. So again, this is episode nine and this episode is entitled relationships one-on-one. So, um, I'm going to start by asking this question because as a single woman, um, desiring marriage myself, um, I just want to go ahead and just start by asking, you know, if you're a single and you're, you have this desire to be married, what are some of the things that you feel now you can be working on during this time of singleness? Um, it can be anything from like your credit, money management and saving. It can be, you know, some trust issues you may have. It may be childhood trauma. It can be, it can be pride, um, unforgiveness. Um, a lot of these things, you know, you can be working on during your time of singleness instead of um, laying around just wishing and praying that God will, you know, soon bring you your spouse. You know, do a self-reflection and, 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 and ask God and ask yourself, you know, during this time of singleness, what can I be working on that's going to help my marriage, my future marriage, you know, be successful? You know, because I know we all have things that we we need to work on. I know for me, you know, like I said, one of the things, a few of the things that, you know, I've been working on, like I spoke about in my previous episode, you know, I had some childhood, you know, father, fatherless wounds. I had, you know, unforgiveness. I had trust issues myself. Um, so a lot of these things you can be working on right now, you know, while you wait for God to present you with your spouse, you know, um, nobody enters relationship whole. You have to really go through a, a certain process and just seek God continuously. And if you feel like you don't have anything to be working on right now, then most likely you do. And you're just, you know, in denial. So just go to God and ask God. It's like, God, you know, I'm single. I know you have someone, you know, for me. And you're just waiting for us to, um, you know, join hands. So while I wait, God, 
what are some of the things that you see that I clearly can't see that I need to work on? God, reveal those things to me and help me, you know, correct these issues or get better at these things. It can be anything from, you know, learning how to cook or, you know, cleaning up or, you know, it can be anything, working on your health or, or you know, being more active and um, eating healthy, uh, healthy eating habits. That's important. Um, like I said, just a lot of different things that you can maybe, like I said, sit down and do a self-reflection on and just, you know, ask yourself, you know, what are some of the things that I can be, you know, learning or growing on, you know, and it can be your purpose, you know, something that, you know, God has placed on your heart to do for the kingdom, like get that thing started. Like it can be a business idea. It can maybe be, you know, you going and stepping into ministry, like folk take advantage of this, this time of singleness and, and work on yourself. Find some things that you enjoy doing, you know, that you can maybe add to, to your future relationship or, you know, anything. So that's one of the, um, First things I would recommend um, as a as a single individual desire marriage to really just take this time out to, you know, focus on yourself, you know, grow and and learn some things about yourself, you know, correct some issues that, you know, will hinder your relationship. So that's the first thing I would say, because change is often good change. We don't like change, but change is sometimes necessary and it allows us to grow as an individual and as a Christian. You know, one of the things that, you know, I've learned, you know, in my my previous season that comfortability is always will always cause you to remain stagnant if you're not open to change. And like I said, one of the ways God, you know, has opened up new doors for me, it it was a result of actually, you know, change, a change of scenery, a change of environment. You know, like I said, I would have never thought um, that I would have to leave Mississippi and move to Georgia. But I did so. And, and as a result, you know, like I said, I'm prospering in all areas of my life. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the happiest I've been in a long time because I was open to change. I didn't let the word change, you know, place fear in my heart and cause me to remain stagnant at a place that I clearly wasn't happy at, a job I clearly wasn't happy at. You know, I, I, I was just open to change. And I told God, you know, whatever it takes, like, you know, I'm willing to step out on faith and do this thing. You know, if it means, you know, going and stepping into the unknown, like I, I knew nothing about Georgia. I never wanted to move here. I never even wanted to visit here. So, but I'm here and I love it. So like I said, sometimes change is good. So never, you know, harden your heart to, um, to change, you know, be open-minded. Like I said, change is good. You can really, like I, God can really reveal some things to you and do some great and wonderful things in your life. You just have to, like I said, be open to being uncomfortable. Some of the most uncomfortable situations can end up being some of the most blessed situations that you can ever experience. Like, you know, and I know for me, you know, I can attest to that myself. I've been the most blessed out of the most um, uncomfortable situations. So, um, but we're going to go ahead and move along. Another thing um, you can be doing um, as a single is, you know, 
reviewing your list. Now we all have lists. I know um I had a long list before um I got saved and after um I ended my engagement, I had this long list. I think it was maybe like two to three pages. And, you know, the list is just simply, you know, your negotiables and non-negotiables. And, you know, my list back then was like, it was a joke, to be honest. Like, I had more preferences on that list than anything. And, you know, and I felt like that was probably really blinding, you know, my judgment when it came to men and, you know, who God wanted me to be with. You know, or even just being in a relationship in general, because like, again, back then I wasn't saved. Like I said, I was very naive. I was young. I was dumb. All of that. But, you know, my list it had just so much junk on there that really doesn't matter to me. I know, especially looking at it now. Because I, I don't have that list anymore, but I can still remember some of the things that I had on that list. And, I mean, the list just had things like, you know, I wanted, you know, a guy to be, you know, my husband or, or whatever to be six feet or, or, or taller. I wanted him to be buff, you know, and strong and all of that. I wanted him to be a certain skin tone and... um. I wanted um, him to have a college degree. I know at the time I was working on completing mine. Uh, I wanted him to be making, you know, the same amount of money I was making, if not more. I wanted him, you know, to to be like hot nature because I'm hot nature. Like it was just a bunch of stuff like on that list that I know was like, God was probably looking at it and was like, okay, something is clearly wrong with you. But, you know, that was some of the things that I had. And like I said, you know, someone told me about making a list, you know, after I called off my engagement, I made the list and that just happened to be what was on the list. But at this day and age now, just, you know, you know, taking on this spiritual journey and, and walking with God and really just, like I said, being more open to the things that he has for me. My list, I still have a mental list. Like I said, I haven't wrote anything down yet. I do plan on doing that maybe this week, but you know, some of the things that I know I can more than likely like scratch off the list is like height and, and, and skin tone and, you know, all of that crazy stuff like if this man has everything you know on on the side where it's non-negotiable like why would I focus on his height they don't matter like the non-negotiable should always be like a man of God that should be the first non-negotiable as a Christian single woman or man that person has to be a believer, that person has to be a child of God, that person has to be taking this journey serious and and seeking God for everything. You know, that that is one of one thing I know at at the top of my list on the side um, entitled non-negotiable. This is something I'm not going to negotiate. You have to be a believer. And it's not one of those pretend type of believers because I have discernment and I can tell if you're actually a real Christian or you're pretending because any guy that I meet, 
I take that guy, that guy to God. Like, you're not going to pull one over on me. You can pretend all you want. But like I said, I'm a woman of, of God, of faith. And I know how to go to God and say, hey, God, I don't care how much I like this guy. Is this the guy you have for me? Is this something within this guy that he's hiding that I can't see right now? And God will reveal those things for, to you. So don't be afraid to take, you know, someone of interest, you know, to God and ask God, hey, you know, what is this person like, God? Or is this person the right person for me? So that should be, like I said, again, one of your non-negotiables. All that other stuff about body shape. I know for guys, some guy, you know, at my church, he was saying he, you know, he would like a woman to have a certain body shape, you know. Um, all of that, like I said, that, that stuff, it, it it shouldn't matter. Like, it may matter to a certain extent, but it should not be a non-negotiable. Like, you know, just like with me, you know, I want a guy that's buff. Like, that is not a non-negotiable. I can easily say, hey, babe, okay, let's let's go to the gym and let, let's get on some weights. You know, so that's, that's crazy. Like, if you just put that on the opposite side, because that's clearly what you want. What if God sends you someone that is slim and, you know, extremely like fit and don't have all of those curves? Are you going to, you know, reject that guy, that girl or whatever and say, oh, because you didn't have this, then clearly you're not the woman for me. No, that's dumb. You're going to forever be single if you, you have that mindset. So some things, like I said, just reevaluate your list and or if you haven't even made a list, go ahead and just make that list and just put some things on there that you will negotiate and you're not going to negotiate. And like I said, one of the main things you shouldn't have to negotiate or even settle for is somebody that is not on the same spiritual level as you are. Um, and. Okay, and another thing um, I would like to discuss, and as far as relationships, you know, that was the part that I wanted to talk to my singles about. So for those who are in a relationship or about to enter a relationship or courtship, you know, the main thing I would like to share with you um, is what boundaries are you setting in place? I know as a believer, um, you know, One of my goals is to remain abstinence. Like, you know, I'm not compromising in the area of sex. If I'm going to do this thing God's way, I'm going to go all out with it. Every single thing, including sex. And um, so one of the things that um, you can do to allow you to, you know, stay on that path is to set up boundaries. Like, what are some things, you know, in your relationship that you can do to make sure you're not, you know, putting yourself in a position to compromise, you know? And I know for my pastor and, you know, just some people that I spoke with or just some things that I've thought about, you know, doing is, you know, like I said, not have those late night conversations, you know, when you're, it's late and it's maybe like 12 a.m. in the, 12 in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, and you're super sleepy, you know, that's a, um, one of the ways the enemy, enemy can kind of creep in and cause that conversation to go left really quickly. So, you know, be conscious of that and try not to, you know, spend too much time, you know, on those late night phone calls. 
Another thing, uh, another thing you can do is not, you know, have that person, you know, your SO significant other, you know, or whatever, you know, come to your, your, um, your, come over your house. Like that's a key thing that you can kind of, you know, put in place. You know, if you want to have date days or whatever, that's fine. Do those things out in public where you will be accountable for the things that you're doing because you have people around. But, you know, do not close yourself out, you know, behind those closed doors and, and think that, oh, we're just going to sit on the couch and watch a movie. No, that's not always the case because normally when people sitting on the couch watching movies, they all cuddled up. And, you know, if this person, you, you're extremely attracted to this person, this person looks good to you. This person may, be, may even be smelling good to you. You're going to want to, like I said, cuddle up even more. You know, then here comes the kissing on the cheeks and the neck. And then next thing you know, you're you laying down or you're in the bed. So, one of the things that you can, um, one of the boundaries you can kind of put in place is not to allow that person to come over to your 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 place, your your, your home, or wherever you're, you're living at. Um, um, and let's see. And next, like I said, it can be a lot of um, other things, but you know, the main thing is just setting up those boundaries. Um, you know your trigger points, you know your weaknesses. So you do not, like I said, put yourselves in situations like that because at the end of the day, like your flesh is weak. Your your flesh is weak and we need God and we need to, like I said, you know, have those boundaries in place. It's so easy to talk all of that big game and say, oh, you know, I got this or I've been abstinence or celibate or whatever you want to call it for, you know, this amount of years. So, you know, I'm good in that area. Do not be, you know, conceited and do not, you know, think that way because the moment that, you know, you think that way and you're you're growing confident in your ability to sustain from sex and, you know, that's when, like I said, again, the enemy creeps in. And like I said, that person, you know, got all of these curves and, and you know, and looking nice. Maybe she she's fixing you some food and, you know, your flesh is going to give in to that temptation. So I don't care what you say. Like I said, be smart about this thing. And, and just like I said, set those boundaries up, you know. And another thing that I know I've um, said I would do, you know, before um, entering into a relationship is to not even kiss. I know, like I said, that's another thing I know from my pastor. They said they didn't kiss prior to getting married. Or have sex. Like like I said, you know your trigger points. You know, tonguing somebody down, you know, like I said, those hormones will start raging. And like like I said, sometimes it takes not kissing or, you know, like I said, some people might even want to practice this new social distancing rule where you have to be six feet apart. Like do whatever it takes so that you can make it down that aisle, you know, stainless and, and spotless you know, as you honor God, you know, so that's the goal, you know, it's not about, you know, your feelings and how you feelings and, and what your hormones and, and all that. It's not about all of that. It's about honoring God and that relationship, that courtship and doing whatever it takes to honor him, no matter how hard it is. So, um, and like I said, going back to scripture, um, like I said, first Corinthians, 
chapter 6 verse 18 clearly states that to flee from sexual immorality, all other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So like I said, it's so important, you know, like I said, if you are a believer and you're taking this walk serious, like I said, you know, try your best and try your hardest to, to sustain from sex. And if you're truly with a man or woman of God, they're not going to encourage, you know, you to step outside of God's will. If they are doing that, then clearly they're not the one for you. And it's not the one that God wants for you. So if they're telling you, hey, it's it's okay if we do this, you know, this is what society is doing, then the thing that you need to be doing is running as fast as you can from that person and from that relationship. So any person, like I said, that you're with and they're saying that they're, you know, a man or woman of God and they're trying to get you to compromise in that area, they're, they're not. Clearly they're not. So like I said, don't be naive. Don't let your feelings or whatever, you know, overtake you and you just listen to that nonsense and say, okay, well, you know, maybe one time or, or maybe I can just ask God to forgive me and everything will be great. God knows our intentions. He knows our thoughts. He knows everything. So please do not, like I said, jeopardize your relationship with God to to please a man or woman that is clearly, you know, out just for lust that that person is don't love you. That person don't love God. That person is all about themselves and and pleasing their flesh. So we have to, like I said, be conscious of, you know, like I said, people in general. And and like I said, really just go to God about everybody, every person that you meet. I don't care how good they look or how good they sound. I don't care. Just like I said, to be on the safe side and to be as cautious as you can the best thing you can ever do for a person is just take that person to God. You know, I don't care, like I said, again, how much you like that person, how much you, you want to be in a relationship. I don't care what your biological clock is, is is telling you or it's looking like to you. Like I said, take your time, be patient, wait on God. And when he do place someone in your life, make sure that that person is, is of God. Before God presents you with the one, he's going to send so many distractions. There are going to be so many distractions. I wouldn't even say that he's going to send them. You know, he, he, God doesn't tempt us. That's Satan that tempts us. So, you know, there are going to be a lot of distractions, you know, coming your way, you know, a lot of counterfeits. So you have to be, you know, like I said, conscious of what you get yourself into. And, and and the person that is coming to you and portraying to be a man or woman of God. And another thing that is important, too, um, when you do meet someone, and this is for males, females, whoever, if someone on the first date asks you, um, hey, what do you look for in a man or what do you look for in a woman? Y'all, that is clearly a setup. Please do not answer that question. Like I said, back when I wasn't saved, someone asked me that, and I gave this guy the full rundown on everything. I told that man that I wanted a man of God. I just told him way too much, and and I wasn't aware of what he might do with that information. That's what I said. You know, don't 
say too much. Don't talk too much. Sometimes it's best to just not say anything. And I know for that question, it's best to not say anything because you don't know you know, is this the enemy or what? And back then, like I said, I wasn't a believer. So I told this man everything about what I wanted. And that man, he was everything that I wanted. Well, pretending to be everything I wanted to get me. And like I said, I fell for it. So like I said, you know, singles, please be careful out here. Because like I said, people, they're out for themselves. They don't care about you know us. They don't care about you being a Christian. They don't care about you wanting to sustain from sex. They don't care about any of that. All they care about is is themselves. So they would do or say whatever it takes to get you where they want you to be, even if it if it is deceiving. You know, like I said, they'll do whatever it takes. So like I said, you have to you know be aware of your surroundings and the people that you involve yourself with and around. So that's super important. And um. You know, and another thing I would say, too, um, to those who are in relationships or, you know, courtship or whatever the case may be, another um, important thing I would tell you is to not, you know, make your, your spouse or your significant other or whoever an idol. You know, the Bible tells us in Exodus 20, uh, chapter 20, verse 3, you should have no other gods before me. And that's, that is also one of, you know, the Ten Commandments, you know, not to put no other God before God. You know, you can't do that. And I know I spoke about this in one of my um previous episodes, you know, how I idolized, you know, my relationship and how I made my, you know, ex-fiance my God, you know, and, you know, the consequences, you know, that came after that. Like, you cannot do that. I know, like I said, you've been waiting for a long time, you've been single for a long time, you've been trusting God, you've been doing everything right, and, you know, you finally, you know, um, get the person that God has, you know, for you, and you're super excited, and, you know, like I say, you have all those butterflies at the beginning, and everything, it just seems so perfect, and you, you're so, you're just seeing your future with this person, and that glamorous wedding, and, you know, that, that, that honeymoon, and, you know, being able to, you know, wake up next to that person every morning, you know, to bear the, that person's children, and, all of these things that you're looking forward to, it can easily, you know, cause you to, you know, idolize relationships or that person, you know, and you can't do that. You know, if you're spending, you know, all of this time with God, you know, as a single person, you know, and, and God was you, your focal point while you were single. Make sure that God is that same focal point when you get the person that he has for you to be with, you know, don't don't. Scoop God over there, you know, to the side because you finally got what you've been praying for. That's the wrong thing to do. That's going to, ooh, there are going to be some consequences if you do that. I'm telling you because, like I said, I've done it and I experienced that. So, like I said, keep God first in that relationship, in that marriage because you're going to need him. You can try to put God on the back burner if you want to. Like, he's going to make it to where you're going to have to run right back to him. And that's going to be one of the most painful things you can ever experience. So, you know, I, I will encourage you to keep God first and the head of your life at all times. He doesn't come second. He doesn't come third, fourth, fifth. He comes first before anything and, and before anybody. So, um, 
like I said, 24 hours in a day, take two hours out of your day, you know, to strictly put your focus on God. You know, when you're in that relationship, just say, you know, that man or woman want to talk to you before they go to work. You know, you have an eight, you both have an eight o'clock shift and y'all want to, you know, hear each other's voice. That's fine. But you need to be hearing the voice of God first. So if that means waking up, you know, an hour too early, you know, do what you have to do, but you have to make time for God. That's so important. So if you get to work at eight, you know, he wants to call you, you know, or she wants to call you at seven while you're on your way to work. That's fine. So at five or six o'clock, you need to be in that work. And like I said, you know, make, like I said, set aside two hours of your day, you know, to focus on God. Like I said, the first 30 minutes can be prayer and, and reading the word. This, the, the next 30 minutes can be just full-blown worship, you know, and then you do that in the morning and you do that, you know, before you go to bed at night. And I wouldn't even say go to bed at night because, you know, when I say go to bed at night, you know, it kind of seems as though I'm saying give God that last little bit of your energy, your time. You know, although you're super tired and you're not really focused on, on the things that you're reading, you know, in the Bible, you know, as long as you're just giving God that little bit, everything is okay. So I wouldn't even encourage you to give God, you know, that last little bit before you go to bed. I would say when you get off of work, you know, and you go to the gym or you go and run those areas, you know, and you get home and you shower hour and you, you know, fix your dinner, you know, before you just flop on that couch and call your SO, knowing that you're going to spend hours, you know, on the phone with that person before you even call that person, call on God. You know, that's something that I know I will be, you know, implementing, you know, in my future relationship or courtship or, or even marriage, you know, like I said, I'm still going to, like I said, put forth effort to make time for God. You know, because I have to keep him first in my life. Like that, like relationships and, you know, SOs, they're going to disappoint you sometimes. We're all human, you know. So don't be that well, that person that's calling on God when things are not going good in your life or in your relationship. You know, call on God at all times, you know, all throughout the day, even when things are going good for you. Just thank God sometimes, you know. And, and simply just continue to seek him no matter what. So, you know, like I said, these are just some practical tips and tools that you can kind of implement that will I, I feel will be helpful for, you know, everyone. Like I said, whether you're single, whether you're, you're in a relationship or you're about to enter into one, you know, or if you're in, even in a marriage, like I said, we can't get enough of God. Like I said, all he's done for us, like it's so important to really just take some time, you know, and set it aside for him. Like, you know, and just start your day with him. That sets the tone for the rest of your day. You know, I know for me, you know, when I'm rushing, you know, just say I overslept or something like that. And, you know, I may not have really the time to, to you know, pray and, you know, get that hour in because I'm trying to rush to work and, you know, I always say, okay, well, once I get to work, I'm going to set aside that time. And then next thing you know, hours and hours has passed by and, you know, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated, you know, 
colleagues and, and, and coworkers or whatever, they're, they're getting on my nerves or maybe my boss or whatever, you know. And the reason why, you know, I feel like my day is going like that is because I didn't start my day off with God like I normally do. Just like I rushed to work, I should have been rushing to, you know, give God some of my time, you know. Even if I have to call in and say, oh, hey, you know, I woke up late, be a few minutes, um, I'm going to be running a few minutes late, you know, and or whatever, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Just set aside that time for God. It is so important. Like I said, it sets the tone for the rest of your day. It, it helps. I know, I know at night it helps me sleep better. You know, I'm sleeping more, more peacefully, you know, it just, like I said, it really like soothes your spirit, you know, and just puts you in this place where you just feel like you just land in the presence of God's palms and his arms. Like you just feel so much better. You just feel so connected with God. And that's one connection you don't want to lose jeopardizing your relationship with him, you know, to please other people. Like it's okay to love people. It's okay to care for people. It's okay to do all of that. But you have to love God more. And like I said, that is one of the main, you know, things that I want you to get out of out of this whole entire episode. You have to love God more and you have to put him first above anything in you know, anybody. So like I said, I hope this encouraged you. Like I said, I tried to make it as short as possible. Even though I'm running on I think like thirty minutes, but like I said, I hope you, like I said, you, you get what I'm saying. I hope it encourages you. I hope you can apply some of these, these tips to your everyday life. And like I said, just, you know, be obedient and, and just love on Jesus. And like I said, you know, like one girl I was listening to on YouTube, she said, you know, when you see your friends and you see, you know, your, some of your family members or whatever, you know, getting married or, or whatever, celebrate them, you know, and a lot of, you know, singles, they don't do that, you know, cause they want that so bad. They see somebody close to them, you know, getting that before them, you know, they get a little bitter and, you know, all of those things. But like she said, she's like, celebrate them because God sees that, you know, and, you know, and when you see your friends or your relatives or whatever getting married or, you know, entering into a relationship, you know, just know that God is is right around the corner. He's on your street like your time is coming like he's getting ready to knock on your door. And when she said that, like it just really made me smile because I never heard anyone phrase it that way. So that was like, like I said, different for me. And, you know, like I said, it just really made my heart smile because, like I said, even though I've been waiting for years, like I know my time is coming when I have no idea. But like I said, I am patient, patiently waiting for that moment. I know it's going to be amazing. You know, I can't wait to see, you know, who God, you know, have from have for me and, you know, really just journey with this individual, you know, to walk in purpose with this individual, individual and further the kingdom. Like that's the main goal of relationships. It's not always about, oh, you know, oh, just these cute pictures and, you know, just being in love. It's about also, you know, walking in purpose together and getting the spreading the gospel, you know. So that's another thing, like I say, you can, you know, um, observe in your significant other. If you're, like I said, you know, in a relationship, you know, what is their, their walk with Christ like? Like, are they serving at the church? Like, what is their attitude like, you know? 
or they're generous or they're respectful to the the elderly or the people around them, you know, are they demonstrating, you know, God in their every, everyday lives and, and, and stuff? What are, you know, what are some of the areas that you see that you can see will be red flags? Like, don't ignore those red flags. Like, if you see something that is not like God, then don't ignore it. You Like, that's one of the things, too, that will cause you to really, like I said, you know, settle in a relationship that God didn't ordain. You know, like I said, really just, you know, be vigilant, you know, of that person and, and be watchful. Like I said, listen to that person. A lot of people, you know, they really, they will tell you really where you can really tell where their mind is by simply listening to a person, you know, and by watching them, you know. Watch what they say, watch what they're doing and how they're treating other people. Watch the type of relationship they have with their family. Like you have to, like I said, you know, be watchful and and be a great listener. Because like I said, you don't want to be fooled. You don't want to get in, you know, into something that God didn't ordain because what it appeared to be. You know, like I said, anybody can portray to be a Christian. Anybody can portray to be a perfect man or woman. Like I said, you have to, like I said, be vigilant. And you have to take that person to God. I can't stress that anymore. Like you have to. It's so important. So like I said, before I continue this ramble, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. So like I said, I hope that this episode encourages you. Um, and like I said, in the future, I may decide to do more of these because, like I said, that is one of the topics that I always get questions about and been getting question about, questions about for years. So, like I said, maybe in the future, God plays something else on my heart to share with you guys concerning a relationship. I will be obedient, and I will go ahead and, like I said, share more. But for right now, this is kind of all I have. And like I said, I hope you was, you were blessed by this episode. So, until next time, God bless.